It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. Hello, everyone. Welcome in on a Monday morning to the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. We have a little bit of a different show today in between football guests and getting ready for the season now, I want to preface this with saying this was not mine or Dennis's idea. I get a text last week from both Mike McAndrews and Lance Campbell saying, how about we come on the show, we host it, and you and Dennis are the guests. So after this intro, I am handing the reins over to Coach McAndrews and Coach Campbell, and they will host the show for the next hour or so. So I'm not going to waste a lot of time in this intro. Dennis and I will be the guests, and you will have the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports podcast with Mike McAndrews and Lance Campbell coming up after this. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention. The herd takes notice. And the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800-250-7520. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-8700. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. If your windows stick, (laughs) slip, (laughs) squeak, or leak, Replace them with Anderson windows with low-E glass, low-maintenance exteriors, and rich wood interiors, standard and custom sizes. They can turn simple window replacement into serious home improvement. Ah. Hi, Chip Mortimer here, inviting you to experience the difference at Mortimer Lumber. Our expert staff will be here to help before, during, and after the sale. Stop by Mortimer Lumber, 24th and Lapeer Avenue in Brady Port Huron. here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Take advantage of high market values by tapping into your home's equity with a low-rate home equity line of credit from Advia Credit Union. Use the cash for seasonal spending, consolidating high-interest debt, and much more. Learn more and get started online at adviacu.org forward slash HELOC. 
All loans subject to approval. Equal housing opportunity. NMLS number 401863. Garrett Clean by Bachelor has been faithfully serving the Blue Water area for over 25 years. Whether you are commercial or residential, if you need carpet cleaning, stain removal, upholstered furniture, drapery, or air duct cleaning, call Garrett Clean by Bachelor at 810-982-7044 and talk to Mike about their aerated foam process that allows carpet and furniture to dry quickly. From pet stains to odor removal to water damage cleaning and restoration, there's only one call you need to make. Garrett Clean by Bachelor, 810-982-7044. 44 Duraclean by Bachelor. Magna International is North America's largest auto supplier and now calls the Blue Water area home. Our new plant, located on Range Road in St. Clair, will have great opportunities for all members of the community. Named to Fortune Magazine's World Most Admired Companies two years in a row, Magna offers many different career opportunities. Wages start from $17 and up. Go to magna.com forward slash careers to apply today. Again, magna.com forward slash careers to join our team and create the future of mobility together. The YMCA of the Blue Water area is pleased to announce a Night of Champions Thursday, September 15th at 6 p.m. at the McMoran Arena in downtown Port Huron. Eight-time Emmy Award winner Mike Doc Emmerich will host with special guests, activities, food, and both live and silent auctions. Tickets must be purchased in advance and are available at the YMCA, 1525 3rd Street in Port Huron. Cost is $100 per person or $1,000 for a table. For more information on a Night of Champions with Mike Doc Emmerich, call the Y at 810-987-6400, extension 132. Finding that missing shin guard. Remembering whether it's a home or away game. Getting the right kid to the right playing field on the right day. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. We work with independent agents who keep insurance simple so you can worry about more important things, like not being that fan. Oh, come on, ref! That's simple human sense. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. Welcome back to the Get Stuck On Sports podcast. This is your host, Mike McAndrews, along with Lance Campbell. And today, we are going to put Brady and Dennis in the hot seat and ask them some questions. Um, So thanks for inviting us on to do this, guys. We appreciate it. It's a lot of fun for us. Um, I'm going to start this off with a little, uh, give us a little background on yourselves. So give your listeners a background, a little history of you in the area, uh, what you've done in the area um, growing up. I know, Brady, you grew up here, and Dennis, you've been out here for 155 years, is it? <laughs> yeah, pretty close. Pretty close to to that total. All right, so like, where, where do you want me to begin? Uh, begin when you got to the area. Okay, so I got to the area in uh, 1995. Uh, and actually, I started at the radio station uh, part-time because I was working mornings in Saginaw, evenings in Port Huron, and living in Carroll. No kidding. Um, it, was, it was a lot of fun, and I say that, uh, no, it was not a lot of fun. Uh, <laughs> it, it was actually horrible, yeah. So I had an apartment in Carroll because that's where my first radio job was, but a year into that, I got a job in Saginaw, but... You couldn't get apartments for $150 a month anywhere else in the world except in Carroll. <laughs> so I wasn't giving that one up until I absolutely had to. 
Uh, and yeah, so I would do the, the mornings in Saginaw doing sports. Uh, and then I would come over, my shift in Port Huron would start at uh, 2 o'clock in the afternoon, and it would end whenever whatever game I went out and covered that night was over. I'd usually get back into Carroll about midnight, and I was up at 3 in the morning because I was doing mornings in Saginaw. <laughs> I did that for about two months, and then finally a full-time position in Port Huron opened up, and I took that job because there was more opportunity. Uh, and basically I worked at the radio station for 25 of my 30 years in radio. Uh, there was a stretch where I left for a little while to go to uh, Louisville, Kentucky, where I worked in the American Hockey League for one season. Um, the owners of the, uh, the Port Huron Border Cats bought an American Hockey League team <laughs> with <clears throat> questionable finances. <laughs> <laughs> they also... True story. They tried to buy the New York Islanders, uh, but the NHL did a little more research, apparently, than the American League did. Um, but anyways, we were affiliated with the Florida Panthers, so for one year I was one step away from the NHL. Really? But uh, I didn't get the call. Uh, Florida had pretty good broadcast team. <laughs> uh, and then I got traded uh, after leaving Louisville after one season because it was a just, it was a debacle. Disaster. Yeah. Uh, I, I was going to go to North Bay, Ontario, uh, and the guy up there traded me to Lake Charles, Louisiana, because they had a Canadian guy doing the games, and I'm an American guy, and rather than deal with the paperwork of me working in Canada and him working in the U.S., they just said, why don't we have the Canadian guy come up and work in Canada, and you go down and stay in the U.S., and so... Technically, I was traded for another broadcaster. I did a, a year in what was called the Western Professional Hockey League with the Lake Charles Ice Pirates, and they are called the, uh, the they were called the Pirates because Lake Charles was founded by a pirate, Jean Lafitte. If anybody knows their history, Jean, <laughs> Jean Lafitte helped General Jackson in the Battle of New Orleans by smuggling him guns and ammunition and supplies, and they beat the British in the bloodiest battle of the war months after the war was actually over. And they're very proud of that fact <laughs> in Lake Charles. And they made sure that a, a northern boy like me Got knew, a history knew, lesson. The, yeah. knew the history. Anyways, came back to Port Huron, have been here ever since. COVID happened, so get stuck on sports happened is basically the short end of that, and I don't have to, uh, to say anything nasty about yeah. any of the people that I used to work for. <laughs> <laughs> Brady. My turn, well... I do not have as long of a history. I was born in 1996, so Dennis was in the area before I was. Yeah, um, by, by, about half, uh, by about half a year. Yeah, because I was born um, – actually, there's a picture of me. My dad played for the Border Cats. I'm like two months old, and he's holding me in his goalie gear after, and he was here before that. So Dennis actually predates me in the area, despite me spending my whole life. Don't have as long of a story. Went to Marysville, played three sports there. Ended up going to Wayne State, did my thing there, got broadcast journalism degree. And the whole time I was there, I'd come up. Well, actually, my senior year of high school is when I met Dennis. I'd go on his show once in a while. And then when I went to college, especially in the summer, I'd come up. I'd come on more and more frequently. Um, and I'd do the occasional game with him in the winter. Basketball, when come up for a weekend or come up for winter break, I'd join him on a broadcast. And then once COVID happened and, yeah, he, there was no 
sports coverage. We sat, we're sitting in a Coney Island and we said, okay, who's going to cover sports? And just kind of went, well, we can do it, but we have to do it ourselves. And that's how it happened. Not, yeah, I don't have as long or interesting of a story as Dennis. Um, I spent one season when I got back from Wayne state, uh, with the prowlers and then COVID hit that year. So I spent really like three months, four months with them. Um, been doing some stuff for SC4, but it's not as long or as interesting. I interned at WJR for a summer uh, with Mitch Album, and then, yeah, got done, came back up here, and I've been doing this ever since. Awesome. So before we get into some of the good questions, okay, uh, talk a little bit more about how the concept for Get Stuck on Sports started at that Coney Island um, and kind of the growth you guys have seen in it over the last couple of years. Well, um, the, the name – I can't take credit for um, a guy by the name of uh, Fred Bennett, who uh, I used to work with at the radio station, and he got a better job in Las Vegas. Um, and he's uh, he's a tech nerd, uh, and he said, uh, "Call it Stuck on Sports," because obviously the play on the name. Yeah. But when he looked it up, that name was already occupied, and the person who had it wanted two thousand dollars for it. So he said, we'll put get in front of it, and that's how you get around that. And so it became get stuck on sports. I liked the name originally, and I really didn't care if Brady liked the name or not. <laughs> but he didn't, he didn't flinch too much when, uh, when we met at Coney Island. You might have said, why not Stuck on Sports? Yeah, I, I did I prefer Stuck on Sports. Yeah, but then, okay. I, then you looked up, and it's some podcast that uploads once a month, and it's basically some guys just talking about random sports stuff that, yeah, we're better. But uh, the the tagline about the your kids, your schools, your sports just came to me. Just like, get stuck on sports, your kids, your school, your sports. And Brady looked at me like I was a genius, and it's the only time anybody's ever looked at me like that <laughs> in my entire life. And he hasn't looked at me like that since. <laughs> yeah, it was – I mean, he just – I just go, so what, what's the tagline? What's our thing? Like, Because I listed some other, like, radio station. He goes, I don't know, your kids, your schools, your sports. I was like – Ding, 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 ding. Yeah, like, yeah, right. like, all right, that check done. But the um, one thing I don't know how much we've talked about this is, so we started this. What was it? July of 2020, right? That, that's that, basically that's the, when we the, met. I, I I was let go at the end of July from the radio station because I was told that they couldn't pay people anymore, which I get. COVID was going on, and mm -hmm. uh, bars and restaurants were closed up and down the street. So, obviously, they weren't spending money on advertising. So, I get all that. Um, but I guess it was like the the last weekend of July. About this time, right? Yeah, that, that, it, that it happened. Yeah, we're probably coming up on like the two-year anniversary like next weekend. So, like yeah. the, the Friday. And then that Friday, we kind of just met and – yeah. Had had conies with like my last couple of dollars, <laughs> 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 with my severance package. We bought some conies, um, and it it just kind of the just kind of the idea for it. And then I went and did some research. Um, I talked to another tech nerd, Andrew. Yeah, who we bring up on the sh the podcast every once in a while because he's the guy that fixed stuff when it breaks. He's also the guy that got us all our stuff. Um, and I, I needed to know, like, what do we need? How much is it going to cost? How doable is this? 
how do I do a web page? And he had all those answers, and he got it all done at uh, at a very low cost. Um, I'm not going to say names because he wouldn't want me to, but there was a person in the community who stepped up and basically loaned me $2,000 to get everything up off the ground, uh, and I am greatly indebted to this person, um, and they've never asked for a dime back, um, even though I fully intend one day to, to pay them back. <laughs> yeah, because the business side is not the side we enjoy. We enjoy this. We enjoy going out to games, but, I mean, we're a two-person company. If you want to count our tech guy, Andrew, he does it as a favor, basically. Yeah. So we got started, and we started to get everything in motion. Dennis applied for the LLC. You're doing all the behind-the-scenes stuff, getting equipment, figuring out what we need to do. And I think we had ordered, like, a 1,000 schedules for our football broadcast. And the next day is when they canceled the season. And we went. We kind of looked and went. Was that the season that canceled started? Yes. Started again? So, like, yeah, they okay. were, two, what, two or three days into camp. And it was, like, a Wednesday or Thursday. And they went, all right, uh, never mind, no football. Yeah, so, we're not doing that. So, already we were looking at it was we had less than a month before the first football game was originally scheduled to get all of our equipment, get our website up, promote ourselves, and go out and get sponsorships because I decided right away, rather than make it a, a pay-to-use site, we would get – I'd do it like radio because radio was the animal that I knew. Uh, and, and we'd go out and we'd get our own sponsors, and then people could just come to the site and it would be like listening to the radio. Yeah. So uh, – and, and then all of a sudden, as soon as we started getting the ball in motion, like I literally had gotten the LLC license the day before – and um, some of the equipment had arrived, yeah. like our business cards that day. And it, like Brady said, we'd made a football schedule, and we'd ordered and paid for them. And they were basically in the mail mm -hmm. when we got word that no nope, season's not happening, everything's on hold. So at that point, we basically the conversation was okay. Do we just wait a year and try to start next football season? Do we start in basketball season? Like, because you remember, I mean, twenty twenty was you didn't know what was going no to happen. It was next. It was up and down. Yeah, yeah right. up and down, left and right, and um. Uh, so I was just doing some side jobs basically because didn't know when the world was going to open, and I was down um Detroit area, one of the suburbs, golfing with some of my buddies because there was nothing else to do. And we're on like the the uh, tee box, and it was something like, "Oh, like this announcement about like from the government that like some restrictions had been lifted, but with of like sports." I'm like, "Oh, that's neat." We weren't on the tee box or on the green, and it said the MHSA comes out. Here's our plan for what we're doing for high school football. So I'm like, "Okay." So get off the course. I call Dennis. We're on the phone for like two hours trying to figure out, okay, what are we going to do six-week season? We obviously decided to go ahead with it. And I think it was, what, 12 days from that conversation to the kickoff of the season yep. that we had in order to get it ready. So, And we didn't have a single sponsor at the time. So we basically spent the next two weeks, besides doing this and getting the tech stuff ready, going out and, Hustling I mean, sponsor, oh, yeah, yeah. like, like – 
we spent probably what eight nine hours a day basically knocking on doors and saying like now we at least you know two years in you have numbers you have stuff you can try to sell back then it's going you're putting your head out going please believe in us yeah it's think about the children (laughs) and we were able to get enough that we sounded professional and those first ones that took a chance on us yeah that was a leap of faith on their part. Uh, the first day was the worst because probably the first – we probably went to 30 places that day and only one person said yes, and it was the very last place we went to. That day we went to O'Connor Realty. Yeah. And and, and they bought – now, in fairness, we, we did have one sponsor from back in the beginning before yeah. the first cancellation, um, Tri-County Equipment hence Tri-County Equipment Podcast, uh, were the first ones to get on. Um, but that was – I knew somebody, and they knew somebody that I knew, and they weren't nuts about that person. Hmm. And so they threw us a bone and, and gave us a nice sponsor. sponsorship. Yeah. Nice. Um, so so that, that worked out in, in our favor. But – Brady and I walking through a door and asking somebody for money. O'Connor Realty were, were the first people to step up, um, and they wrote the check right there on the spot, um, which was an awesome feeling. It's um, always and and we went from literally going out to the to the car and driving into the river hmm. to okay, we can do this, we can do this. Where do you want to go tomorrow? Yeah. Yeah, it definitely lifted our spirit because we got we went out at nine a.m. and I think that conversation was at like four thirty. Yeah, and, so and then from there, we went back to the original underground, yes. which was under Sperry's at that time, and met with Andrew, the tech guy, and he started setting up equipment, setting up the website. He, he kind of built the website in a day, um, and it's actually the one we've used all along. Yeah. Um, I, I suppose someday we'll we'll change it up, but why fix what isn't broken? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so, but and it was just piece by piece, and somehow we got to the the first night of the football season with sponsors and with equipment. And uh, I don't even remember where you went. You went I was to at Marine, Marine City. City. Yeah, Marine I, City fits. I was at uh, I was at Port Huron. Uh, the one thing that I remember about opening night uh yours worked perfectly yes but the first half of my game had an atrocious echo in it and we still haven't figured out why but and and because it was covid they weren't letting anybody in so when i called andrew to come and work on my problem he had all sorts of problems at the gate and at halftime i finally just had to go take off the headset go downstairs to the gate and say hey he's with me and they let him in, and he got it fixed by the start of the second half. But my problem was the final score of the game was 51-12, to 12, and PH scored, I think, 43 or something. of their 51 points in the first half. <laughs> they, 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 were, they were up 40-something to nothing in a flash, and then nothing happened the rest <laughs> of that game. So the whole second half, you know, there was nothing going on. I mean, we missed everything. <laughs> but since then, thankfully, it's it's gone pretty much without a glitch. Awesome. So I'll go with the next question. Uh, 
So obviously, Dennis, being involved in sports as long as you have been, uh, COVID hit 2020. Your you you know your future's uncertain, as is a lot of uh, coach and I. We don't know if we're going to have a basketball season. Bunch of number number of people don't know what they're going to do. Uh, what what would what would you be doing right now? Let's say COVID extend it, you would have never got the the podcast going. What would either you be doing if it if it wasn't involved with sports? Well, that's a really good question. Uh, I'd probably be working a nine to five job somewhere. Um, it's radio is a lot different from when I started. Uh, there aren't many jobs. Um, radio stations don't need human beings. Uh, computers do everything now, uh, and one person can work from home and make it sound like they're there all day long, and yeah. you wouldn't know the difference. Uh, I only know the difference because I worked in the business and know how they can do it now. Um, so the, the odds of me landing another radio job, especially I'm 54 now, so they're, they're not going to hire me when they can get somebody younger than Brady to work for them for minimum wage. Um, so I'd probably just be working a nine to five job somewhere around uh, town and people would be coming in and going, aren't you the guy that used to be on the radio? And yeah, hmm. that, that would probably be my, my life right now. I wouldn't have to work too hard because my wife is a nurse, so she's kind of my sugar mama. <laughs> <laughs> I think Brady's beyond radio. Uh, if, if, you know, if they want to go a younger version, I think he's definitely got the TV face now with the, <laughs> yeah. with the, with the oh, Top Gun. It's uh, a Top Gun mustache. Yeah, sure. it's a Top you, Gun. You two, like I said, when Top Gun came out, I think I've since it's been out, I think I've had over a dozen people text me or tell someone, like my family member, that it. Like I knew the day it came out because – um, my girlfriend's sister, uh, uh, someone I work with down at Wayne state and someone else, I think it might've been one of or Lance might've texted me that day said, you're, you're, you're rooster, you're in top gun. And it's like, Oh, okay. So yeah, I still haven't rooster. seen it, but okay. Well, we got a new name for him. Uh, yeah. I, I texted him as soon as I got out of there. I said, <laughs> yeah. I will be calling you rooster from now on. <laughs> Anyway, Thick Miles Teller. This is your Get Stuck on Sports podcast with Rooster and Dennis. Yeah. I can hear it now. But anyway. I, I think the, it's got a chance to stick. The, um, what I'd be doing is, well, at the time I was living in my friend's condo's basement. Um, I came back and, like, I love my parents, but, you know, once you kind of move out, you don't really want to move back in. And he's been my best friend since high school. And he kind of said to me when I was still in college, hey, you come back, you can live with me. Um, it was something he, he charged me very little for rent, basically just enough. So it wasn't for free, but I'd probably be not in Michigan because before this started, um, I was applying to basically any sports casting job anywhere in the this side of the Mississippi. And it didn't matter where or when. I was just trying to find something. I mean, I, Dennis, you remember I was, I was talking to you. I was helping him with his tapes. Yeah, like going I, – I think I applied to jobs in like North Carolina, Florida, Maine, uh, Missouri, and I – 
I'm assuming eventually one would have hit, but the way COVID was happening, I probably would have worked a kind of a stopgap job. And then I would have kept trying to figure something out because I'm still young and hard-headed enough where I'm like, no, I can make this work. I can make this work. I was very fortunate I didn't graduate with any debt. So I didn't have an immediate need to start making a lot of money right away. And well, as Dennis knows, you start off in radio, you're not going to make a lot of money. So I, I, had, I ingrained that to him the first summer that he was uh, at the radio station working for free. Yeah. Yeah, basically. <laughs> so, yeah, I probably wouldn't be here. I'd probably be in some small nowhere town in uh, a Dakota or one of the one of the flyover states and probably would be, yeah, not having this much fun <laughs> trying to make my way back here for something. Do we need to take a break? Uh, yeah. It's your show. Yeah, Let's take you, a break. If, you guys uh, got to pay the bills. Yeah. Right. Send us out. Uh, we will be back shortly with Lance and Mike on the Get Stuck on Sports podcast. Get ready for outdoor fun at Alpine Cycles in downtown Port Huron. Skateboards, bikes, longboards, and accessories. They have everything you need to enjoy the warm weather. Alpine Cycles offers the best selection, and they're always getting new daily arrivals. Stop by Alpine Cycles today at 762 Huron Avenue at the corner of Huron and Glenwood or call 982-9281. Open Monday from 10 until 6, Friday and Sunday, noon to 4. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention, the herd takes notice, and the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall and Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and Closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800-250-7520. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. Do you have the right financial advisor to help you reach your goals? Ameriprise Advisors can create a personalized, goal-based plan to help you prepare for whatever life brings so you can feel more confident about your financial future. Call Ameriprise Financial Advisor Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. That's 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC. Member FINRA and SIPC. Take advantage of high market values by tapping into your home's equity with a low-rate home equity line of credit from Advia Credit Union. Use the cash for seasonal spending, consolidating high-interest debt, and much more. 
Learn more and get started online at advscu.org forward slash HELOC. All loans subject to approval. Equal housing opportunity. NMLS number 401863. Having car trouble? Look no further than Marysville Goodyear. Located at 291 Range Road, Marysville Goodyear will take care of all your automotive needs. They know that just one visit to them will make you a customer for life. Whether it's a tune-up or tire rotation, consistency is the name of the game for the folks at Marysville Goodyear. Need tires? Marysville Goodyear is a certified dealer of Goodyear, Dunlop, and Kelly tires, and they stock tires for cars, trucks, SUVs, and more. Give them a call today at 810-364-4700. Marysville Goodyear, where your satisfaction is our guarantee. Are you getting out of a lease or ready to trade in your vehicle? Stop by Jepson Car Company and we'll be here to assist you. We are constantly buying out lease vehicles and almost always putting money into your pocket. No matter what you owe, we can help. If you don't see your perfect vehicle in our lot, we will help you find it. Our purchasing team has decades of experience to help find the vehicle that is best for you. Call Jepson today at 810-662-3048 or stop by at 5277 Gratiot Avenue in St. Clair. This is Nash Phillips. I'm a class of 2022 senior and varsity football player at Port Huron High. As a Port Huron School student, I get to experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region. The district provides personal success for all students because each Port Huron School's journey is unique and special. I know I'm supported by my teachers and everyone in the district, both in the classroom and on the football field. I also know they care about my well-being each and every day. Port Huron Schools have prepared me for anything I choose to do with my future. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Magnet International would like to thank the Blue Water area for welcoming us into their community. We are excited to put our roots down in this beautiful, growing area. As the largest auto supplier in North America, we are thrilled to call Blue Water area home and look forward to many, many years in this wonderful community. Our brand new facility is located off of Range Road in St. Clair, Michigan. Magna is a proud sponsor of Blue Water Area High School Athletics. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. Welcome back to the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports podcast. Forgive him, uh, folks. He's a little slow on his cues. <laughs> s- excuse me. He hasn't been up this early all Yeah, summer. right. <laughs> uh, welcome back to the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports podcast. Today, I am your host, Mike McAndrews, along with Crosslex basketball coach Lance Campbell. Um, let's jump back into some more interesting questions here. <laughs> I'll start it off. Um, each of you, uh, what's the best game in any sport you've called? Marysville Marine City football the first year. That might why why so <laughs> as okay as Dennis knows get a snack yes I like I'm the more like get excited for things. Dennis is wait and see, and I got excited because I knew both teams were going to be good. And after they both won week one, I went remember six week season. I go they play week five. They're probably both going to be undefeated going into this game. So I'm watching, and each week gets closer and closer, and I'm just, every week, I'm just like, the hype train keeps building, hype train keeps building, because I know that, like, okay, there was, like, one hurdle, Marysville had to beat Fitz the week before, and I think they came from behind, what was it, winning double overtime, 
I think DeMarco Singleton had like a stop at the goal line to win the game. And I'm like, yes, it's happening. So going into the game, I was giving it levels of hype that we've rarely seen. And we get there and it's like, okay. And the thought for me and Dennis was both Marysville's good, but Marine City's Marine City. So we're like, okay, it'll be a close game, but we think Marine City will pull ahead. Well, first play of the game, Marine City fumbles, Marysville recovers. Next play, 20-yard touchdown run, 7-0 Marysville. And Marine City had the, the feel or the look on them that you never see from them when they were just like, that, What's no, yeah, that's, no, that doesn't, ha- we're the ones that do that. So it's like, and Marysville fans are going nuts. And it was the first game that they expanded the um, attendance that you could the capacity. Because remember, it was only like oh, yeah, two, two people. And then it became like a flat, like, if you can hold so many. You can host you, you, yeah, it's you, like yeah. you can get to like a thousand people or something. So there was actually a decent crowd. And that was the score until halftime. It was 7 nothing. And Marysville just kept holding off Marine City, holding off Marine City. And you're going, okay, this is getting interesting. And then the second half, Marine City start to come to life. You know, they make coaching adjustments. They have one of the best staffs in there. And they're going back and forth, and they start to score. And, I mean, it was just a really well-played second half. And Marine City's up, and they have the ball, and they're just marching down the field. Marching down the field. They're up, I think, four. And they get to like the 25 yard line of Marysville, and you kind of, everyone kind of went, all right, this is where it ends. There's like three minutes left. Marine City has the ball. They're on like a 10 play, third or 10 play, 60 yard drive. And then they fumble. And you go, oh, Marysville has the ball back, but they're on their own 25 with like two minutes to go. And it becomes like fourth and 15. You're like, all right. Good try, but it's over. And then Zach Meyer completes a pass to get out of there, and you're like, oh. And then they're on, like, the 40, and they run a play. Larry Smayfield, you remember him from basketball, kid could yeah. jump out of the gym. He runs a wheel route down the far side. And I can see as Meyer starts to throw, he's got to step on the kid. And you're going, I'm going, oh, my God. He throws it, and he catches it at, like, the 7 tackles him at the three with like 50 seconds left or something and you're going Marysville's gonna win this game oh my this is the best comeback ever and Marine City had two timeouts left so they or they had three they used the first one there Marysville ran a play got to like the two they called a timeout ran to the one called a timeout it got to like fourth and goal with 40 seconds left I think and there was no Marines or third and goal no Marine City timeouts and they run a dive, DeMarco Singleton scores, and Marysville has just come back and taken the lead. But, you know. At, at this point, if you listen back to the broadcast, which you can go into the archive for yes. that, um, Brady has had an aneurysm. Yes. <laughs> yes, because it's heaven for me. I hyped this game up for a month, and it's becoming the best game I've ever seen. And so, obviously, next, Marine City starburst return. No one kicks to it. Well, Evan Woodard, the kicker for Marysville, places a perfect squib between them. Three guys are trying to pick it up. They do. They get tackled on, like, the 12-yard line. And you're going, there's no way. 35 seconds, no timeouts. 
done. Marysville's done it. They've bit Marine City for only the second time in like 20 years. They're going to win the MAC, and it's going to be the biggest upset ever. Well, first play, Jeff Hessup completes a pass. Only gets like, I don't know, gets enough for a first down, moves it, but someone gets hurt for Marysville, so it gives Marine City a second to calm down. Well, the next play, uh, Heslop throws it down the far sideline, and he takes a hit, and his knee gets hurt, but the DB falls down, catches it. Marine City's to like the 40, but Heslop's hobbling. At yes, this point. like, like yeah. hopping down to the play. And you're going, okay, they have time for like three more plays. And they, they get it to the 20, they get it to like the 15, and there's like, 10 seconds left, and obviously everyone in the world's looking at Charles Tiger. And so they double team him. Heslop looks on one leg, turns around, fakes, goes to the other end zone. They I can't remember. I think it was um it might have been Rafino, but I have to double check. Makes a like toe drag catch to score and you just felt well the marine city sidelines are going nuts yeah. they just went 90 yards in 30 seconds and you can just feel the deflation in marysville they just go we had that and just they just couldn't hold on in marine city marine city yeah and they found a way to win and so that would have been like Heslop's sophomore year. Yeah, that was that was right? kind of the like i knew he was good was but that was the him. moment i knew i'm like this kid's a Dude. Yeah. I mean, he had two of his teammates, like, basically carry him to the bus. Yeah. Because it was it was just one of those games where uh, when I'm Dennis's age and I'm doing a show like this, I'll be talking about it. It was just the perfect storm of everything. So that game was in Marysville. Started the same time as my game, and I was at East China Stadium that night. And I had to wait about an hour for Brady to get here, because on Fridays we meet back here and we record Saturday morning show gotcha. Friday night. Yeah. So that it's like everything that has happened, all the scores, updated. it's our yeah. immediate reaction. And then, yeah, people can listen to it right away on Saturday. I, I did the Roseville-St. Clair game that night, 60-22. to 22. <laughs> I was in running time like after three possessions, and my game was over a good hour and, and he was still in the fourth quarter. Yeah, But, yeah, that one, that one's tough to beat. And, Dennis, I think your best game might be the only one that's been close that we've had, at least for me. Uh, I don't even know. I was going to say it might have been your one of your last ones you did. Oh, well, I mean, that it, it doesn't qualify because the wrong team won. Well, second to last one, then. <laughs> the Grass Lake, yeah, the, yeah. the Algonac Grass Lake softball game was – Definitely had had everything that you, you'd want uh, in terms of it had a comeback, it had intrigue, it had controversy, and the right team ended up winning in what ended up being like an epic battle. It didn't start out that way. It started out looking like Algonac wouldn't get a hit. They were down three to nothing in the fifth inning, and then kind of out of nowhere they loaded the bases uh, and uh, Thomason hit what we thought was a grand slam. Okay, so quarterfinals of the state playoffs, somebody hits a grand slam to turn a 3 nothing game into a 4-3 to three game. You're excited. I was excited. <laughs> I'm going nuts. Until the umpires meet in the middle of the diamond, and I'm like, no. No, 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 no. Because I'd seen this the year before. 
in a, in a game where girl hit a home run and coming around third, little hand slap with the coach, she's out. That's considered aiding the runner. Really? And yes. I'm, and I'm like, not know that. And I'm like, don't tell me in a quarterfinal playoff game they are going to take this grand slam home run away from this girl. This is this is a moment in her life that she will remember forever. She's going to tell her kids. She's going to tell her grandkids. Grandma hit a grand slam in a playoff and you're going to take it away because somebody high-fived her or a kid got excited at home plate and patted her on the back or something before she touched home plate. And I I'm while the umpires are taking this home run away, I'm going on a tirade about what a dumb rule this is and how we've got to stop punishing kids for getting excited, how we've got to remember that this is high school sports. You know, what are we doing? What are we thinking? Uh, it turned out after the fact, the officials had actually made the correct call. Algonac screwed up, and the girl didn't touch home plate and then went back after the fact. So they, yeah, made, but- they, they made the right call, but – in the moment, I thought they were calling something different, so I kind of went off on them. But Basically, they, what she just got excited, and instead of touching home, she joined. Over lo- it. No, she like joined the circle to celebrate prior to. Touching. Yeah, like she yeah. just was like, "Oh my God, yes, she had a home run. Let's get in the circle and celebrate." Instead so of touching, they, they home had plate. to revert back to the last person who had properly touched home plate. And that was the second runner. So it turned from a grand slam. It turned into basically a two-run triple. And the score went instead of being four to three, they were still losing three to two. But then dramatically, they came back in the sixth and they tied the game three to three. And then the first hitter in the bottom of the sixth for Grass Lake hit one out to center field. Ella Stevenson, who is probably the best female athlete in the area, I thought reached up over the fence and brought back a home run. But the ball slipped out of her glove and it was a home run. So they battled all the way back to tie the game. And now they were losing again. And they went to their last at-bats. They're down to their final out. And two, the, and the pitcher, who's been f- pretty much flawless for Grass Lake for most of the game, inexplicably hits two batters in a row to load the bases. <laughs> Just out of nowhere, loses it. Hit one girl in the top of the head. With, with two pitch. strikes, right? With two strikes. Wow. Uh, and all of a sudden, the bases are loaded. But... Um, it's Alconac's number eight hitter, and they had pinch hit for her the inning before. But if they pinch hit for her here, she's out of the game. So if they do tie it, their best first baseman wouldn't be on the field in the, the bottom of the inning. So they let her hit, and she stepped right in there and smacked a two-run single into right. Nothing cheap either. It was a bullet, and they took a 5-4 to four lead, and they ended up winning the game. Five to four on on that hit, uh, and so that was really exciting. But actually, the one I was thinking of the year before, I did two championship games on the same day, um, and R- Richmond won. Yeah, the Richmond girls won. They beat Buchanan two to one. Came from behind. They they were down one nothing in the sixth and scored two runs in the sixth on a couple of two out hits. So that was exciting. But it was actually the Marysville girls game against Owasso oh, yeah. that. I would have paid to see that. I'd have paid good money to see that game. That was 2021, uh, right? Yeah, the, yeah. Uh, our first softball season. Yeah. Uh, Owasso ended up winning 8-5, to five, but that game 
had everything, and that that was just a, a fun game. Other than Marysville didn't win, yeah, right. Um, but for me, that let's see, uh, and and this was a thing. We we had the Brady yeah. curse the first year. And that was like basketball I got season. All the close games. I sold my soul for Marysville and, Marine City, and, and Brady got <laughs> blowout after blowout. After blah, while well, I was in your gym watching a kid get hit in the face ah. with a basketball <laughs> in a one-point game, he was watching a ninety to eighteen game. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was every Crosslex well, game yeah. that year. Well, I, I, I yeah, didn't right? want to say Crosslex Ferndale is still probably top five. I know. Obviously I remember watching that. At it home. didn't go the way I watched it again it last night for yeah. about the fiftieth time. It was, but which because the thing you forget is after they stall. Jake had a steal. Jake had a steal. Jake had a steal. We had an open court probably win that game with two, three seconds right. left. And, uh, yeah. But uh, that was – the thing about that game that I loved is I don't think anyone outside of this area thought you guys had a chance. And you stepped up and you went blow for blow. And, I mean, you play that game seven uh, – seven game series, it goes seven. And it was – that was a really, really talented Ferndale team, and I think that's as close of a basketball game as I have ever seen. Yeah, it was uh, it, it, to be down ten early. Yeah, in the first half, and they're pressing, and we kind of broke it. And then you we, went up ten. Then we went up, yep, eight at the end of the third quarter. Jake uh, had that layup, yeah. and his feet kind of got tangled up, but. Uh, yeah, I hate to relive that, but I so watched it a number. Well, yeah. I mean, we'll try reverse the role that, start asking him no, questions. No, the <laughs> thing about that game though is it was like when you lose a game like that, it hurts. But it felt like you left everything on the table, and there was nothing. There was nothing in that game. You'd be like, oh, well, what if like if we had the, didn't have this? No, that was two great teams going at it, and a, after one of those games, it's like we you gave everything Shame you had. Somebody's got to lose a game. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. My I don't believe what I just saw moment, you were there. Uh, it was it was Mooney's last football game this oh, past uh, the, the past this past school year where, where they lost thirteen to twelve and uh Lutheran Northwest had an eleven and a half minute drive that went nowhere and they won the game. Yeah. Like they they, they were literally inching down the field, running out the clock and almost didn't leave themselves enough time to run a last play and score, and then the kid throws just throws it blind into the end zone, and some some guy who's not even on the roster is standing there to catch the ball. I want to apologize to a colleague of mine, Dan Killian, who hates when you, he's a football coach too, and he hates when it gets brought up on this show about that game. Uh, I, I'm sorry. It's just it. <laughs> it was. It was tough. It was. Uh, I, I mean, Cardin Mooney had controlled that game the whole game for everything but. That last drive. They ran two plays in the fourth quarter. Mooney did. Yeah. Mooney did. Yeah. One was picked off at the goal line and returned 100 yards for a touchdown. And then the very next play from scrimmage, they busted an 80-yard run. 30 seconds were off the clock in the fourth quarter, and they never touched the ball again. Yeah. Wow. It was like the anti-cross legs. <laughs> yeah. Right. Where they score in 30 yeah. seconds, get the ball back, and score again. It was, yeah. But So, uh, just a little – Something off what you were – how long – I could see the excitement in both of you <laughs> reliving that, those events. How long does it take you to just be able to say, okay, the game's over, 
uh, before you, I mean, you got, you got a girlfriend to go home to, you got a wife to go home to, you know, how do you wind it down and just understand the game's over? I got to do whatever I got to do the rest of the day. Cause after a big win, right. Nine 30 at night, it's 1230, one o'clock before I get to bed sometimes. And you just yeah. don't want to go to sleep cause you want to cherish that moment. Yeah. And being a Mar Marysville grad, right. Being a part of that rivalry and then, you you, you got to be you can't be biased, but you're right. probably thinking like, man, that yeah, was their you chance. Know, I've said this. I don't know if I've said this on the show, and then I'll a answer your actual question. But for the most part, um, like with local, local, like that Marysville Marine City game, I obviously, if I if you asked me who I wanted to win, I'd want Mar Marysville because I went there, I knew a lot of the kids. But I wasn't like upset that Marine City won. I more was just admiring. There's only been two times I've ever been, like, in the press box and I've had that, you know, that feeling in your gut when you're a fan, like you're watching, like, a big playoff game or something and you get that gut? There have been two. One was the Marysville Owasso game and the other one was actually Algonac Millington this past year. Two softball games where, like, I found myself getting emotionally invested in, like, the highs and the lows going with it where – I don't normally do that, but after a game, um, sometimes, like you said, because we watch them all the time, so we watch the entire story of a team. The one that I think took me the longest to come down from was Marysville Lake Fenton, the girls' basketball game, where they went in and they curb stomped them, and it was like little Marysville went to Lake Fenton, who was who just steamrolled MLA City, and. Didn't beat them, but they just annihilated them. It was a TKO, and it was awesome, and it was the the excitement was just like I can't believe that just happened. Like it was that was the one that took me the longest. But I mean, big games like that. I think, like I said, I'm usually more emotionally high and low than Dennis, so it probably takes me a little longer. But yeah, that one took a while to kind of come down from. Yeah, I, I'm at the, the point with the with the high school sports, especially since a lot of times it's two area teams and one of them wins, yeah. so it's hard to be disappointed. Um, but uh, if I think somebody got hosed, like if I'm upset about something that, sometimes I'll let it bug me for a little bit. But generally, when the game's over, when I'm breaking down my stuff, I'm ready to move on. The The tough ones are like, okay, I've got to see one of you guys after your last game. Yeah. That that sucks. You know, I, I'd rather congratulate and say, okay, see you at the next one, than yeah. say, hey, you know, sorry it didn't work out, whatever. Um, but for the most part, especially regular season, look, we've done – uh, 542 games in two high school seasons. Wow. I don't have time to think about what I did last <laughs> <Yeah>. night. <laughs> if we didn't do a podcast every other day, I wouldn't even remember what I did at the beginning mm -hmm. of the week. Like sometimes on Wednesday, I've got to go to Brady. What, uh, what days are we talking about yeah. now? And then I've got to look and go, okay, I was here Monday and I was here Tuesday and I'm going to be here tonight. Those are the three things. I need to think about because that's what we're going to talk about. The playoff ones are tough because, like, we love that time of year because it's fun, but it is a little emotionally wearing scene because you're excited a team moves on, but every time you see the team lose and the last thing and you see all that emotion and, 
like like he said, having especially when it's a local team losing and a and a good group of kids, that's when it that's probably the toughest one. Regular season games you can get over. Um, even like Catholic League playoff games you can get over because you know there's a tomorrow. But yeah, when you have to see a, a group of kids lose and and say the goodbyes and do all that stuff, that's the that's the toughest part. Now, when I was Brady's age, I did the hockey teams the professional hockey teams here and you travel with them you stay in the hotels with them you're on the bus with them you eat with them you play cards with them you know after home games you go over it was the hack back then you go over to the hack and and you hang out with them i miss the hack when when those teams would lose a big game and i'm 25 26 years old and still relatively young in the business and your hope every year is I'm going to win a championship. I'm going to be part of a championship. Yeah. I'm going to get to show people a ring. Yeah. And and then those things don't happen. Those ones used to stick with me. A more uh, the game, invested. the game seven double overtime loss to the Fort Wayne Comets in the championship. When I finally, finally, like 13 years into my career, got to a finals. Uh, that one, it was the middle of the next season, and I was still bitter. We were we were forty games into the next schedule, and I was still bitter about that one. I think I think there's still a little bitterness. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say I can see it on his face. Yeah. I mean, I was I was a young a fan at the time. I'm still bitter. Yeah, there's a little bitterness for me because you brought up the hack, and I missed my <laughs> well done cheeseburger with waffle fries. I there mean, the go. best burger in in the yeah. state of Michigan. Service was a little slow sometimes. Food was so good. Food was great. All right, well, we're going to take a break. Um, When we come back, I want to talk a little bit about some of the strangest things you've seen over the last two years. Probably a couple of them. Mooney Cranbrook. Yeah, I was going to say, a couple of them probably happened in our own gym. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no-obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810 364 87 for all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Hi, Chip Mortimer here. So much depends on your roof. Mortimer Lumber proudly features the Landmark Series shingle from CertainTeed Roofing. Landmark shingles come in many colors to surely enhance the look of your home. Landmark shingles offer a limited lifetime warranty, so you can be assured your roof will last for generations to come. Stop by Mortimer Lumber at 24th and Lapeer in Port Huron. Our expert staff will be glad to help answer all of your questions. Mortimer Lumber has locations in Port Huron, Emily City, Sandusky, and Bad Axe. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit Visit Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. 
Brady Beaton here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Marysville. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County has been serving the community for over 30 years. Located at 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, overhead doors are the premier choice for durability, serviceability, and hassle-free performance for commercial and industrial doors. Overhead Doors boasts a complete selection of performance and safety-tested commercial and industrial upward-acting doors and manufacture a wide array of styles to meet your needs. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County, 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, call 810 98 we welcome you to make Port Huron Schools your district of choice. Your child will experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region at Port Huron Schools. We specialize in providing personalized success for all students because each Port Huron Schools journey is unique and special. This year, more than ever, we truly appreciate our families and would like to thank them for their continued support. Please go to www.phasd.us and our our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Having car trouble? Look no further than Marysville Goodyear. Located at 291 Range Road, Marysville Goodyear will take care of all your automotive needs. They know that just one visit to them will make you a customer for life. Whether it's a tune-up or tire rotation, consistency is the name of the game for the folks at Marysville Goodyear. Need tires? Marysville Goodyear is a certified dealer of Goodyear, Dunlop, and Kelly tires, and they stock tires for cars, trucks, SUVs, and more. Give them a call today at 810-364-4700. Marysville Goodyear, where your satisfaction is our guarantee. Kaywood Auto has been serving the Blue Water area for over 100 years. They have the area's best selection of pickups and SUVs. And now Kaywood Auto is offering corrosion-free rust proofing. Call 987-3030. That's 987-3030 to make an appointment. Voted 2021 Best of the Best and President's Award winner plus 2022 Dealer of the Year, Kaywood Auto is open Saturdays 9 until 2. Visit www.kaywoodauto to make an appointment. Kaywood Auto has been serving the Blue Water area for over 100 years. Hello, this is Tim Sheridan, owner of Sheridan Real Estate and Insurance in Lexington. A family tradition that started back in 1925 with Grandpa Sheridan. Promoting trust, care, and excellence, Sheridan is dedicated to understanding and taking care of all your needs. Respected throughout the community and dedicated, Sheridan is a proud supporter of local activities like high school athletics. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. Welcome back to the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports podcast. Today, your hosts are uh, myself, Mike McAndrews, and Lance Campbell. Um, All right, I got a question for you guys. Um, I know that a number of times you've been in our gym... Uh, both of you um, have seen some really strange things from a kid getting hit in the face on a last-second play to a kid with two first names having a career night in our Not gym. Not even two first – the same first same name. Same first name. Evan Evans, um, Evan the Evan. third. Yeah. It's a family name. That's right. Um, so that kind of leads me into my question. What are some of the strangest things you've seen in any sport uh, in your two years broadcasting games? 
I saw a, te- a good a good basketball team lose a game ninety to eighteen one time. That was something that I don't think I'll ever see again. I'm guessing was, the guy that had 90s coached the team is sitting in here. Yeah, yeah, he's sitting okay. to my He could have had 110, too, so uh, <laughs> it, it, that was pretty nice. Well, yeah, that was because that was a good – like, that Emily City team wasn't bad. It was just – that was the moment when I think everyone really went, oh, they're they're so good, good, they're good, yeah. good. Like you said, I've, I've rehashed the Cranbrook game multiple times, but – from the half-court shot being made at the end of the first quarter, which gets forgotten about, to Evan Evans, a kid who was like third off the Cranbrook bench, dropping like 27, hitting, what was it, six threes, to the clock being messed up each way that it was like the, what, the 1960 basket, uh, USSR USA basketball <laughs> game, to the refs about to give the ball back to Cranbrook, and you're at half-court basically going – that's not an option. You're not doing it. And the ref's going, screw it. It's over. Game over. We're going home. And that was that's probably one of them. And, yeah, Dennis saw a kid get pegged like he was playing dodgeball. Yeah, that that, uh, that inbounds play at the end of the Shrine game. Uh, just the two, not only the ball hitting the kid in the face, but his reaction was so priceless. confused. Yeah. Priceless. Like, you don't know if he's dazed or if he, he just can't believe the guy threw a fastball. He's ball mad. Yeah. From 10 feet away. It's like, just like, I, I, I think the kid throwing the ball in thought the clock starts as soon as he lets go of the yeah. ball. And he was trying to get it to him as fast as he could. It's like, clock doesn't start till your guy catches it. He could have just tossed it in normal. And they would have had plenty of time for a shot. But once it hit him in the face and it bounced away from – and the fact that he, he made no effort to go <laughs> after the ball at that point, he just stood there like, I can't believe you just threw the ball in my he was face. stunned. And, and the clock ran out. And that was a great finish. This is a game. Mooney game? Yeah. yeah. What was, what, Both were. This how is, much no, time? This was the same night as 90-18. to 18, Yes. Because yeah, I was, was listening the on night. the way back. That's right. Folsom had it on Twitter in like slow motion. Oh, it was, he that? had the yeah. perfect yeah, view the, of oh, it. Oh, and too. you could hear the fud. Yeah. So what was the what was the scenario? What was the score and time and all that we went type up, of stuff? We went up one, I think. The Dallas scored. Remember, Dallas had a left-handed block. Yep. Got the yeah. ball back. Scored and they got it at half court with like three or four seconds left and they were they were in a line, uh, sideline out of bounds. Yep. A couple kids broke and they had a six six kid who was probably the best player on the court, um, and it looked like the kid was trying to like throw it deeper to somebody and he jumped and it caught him square in the nose. His hands were still at his side. His hands weren't even up. Yeah. And he just his head bounced and the ball went rolling and the game was over. Yeah. That's how it ended. That's how it ended. Was the soccer was, coach there? Was, no. was he on the soccer the, team the next year? The few times I think I've heard Dennis legitimately break on the air. Because, I mean, you couldn't help but, like, you felt bad for the kid, but it was just objectively funny. Yeah. One odd thing I saw is I saw a perfect game thrown, but the team who threw the perfect game ended the game on offense. Hitting. Explain. Marysville, it was Maceo Miller. And they were playing Northern, and they were up eight going into the bottom of the sixth. And they had runners on, and there was like a throwing error. And one kid scored from third, and the mercy run was coming. The third base coach is basically doing all but have a neon sign that says stop. 
He's going, we want to end this perfect. We want to give him a chance for a legit seven-inning perfect game. And he's thrown on the bread. And the kid just runs right through it, scores, and game over. Six-inning perfect game because it's a 10 nothing mercy. Ah. So that was yeah. an odd one because, you know, in my head I'm getting ready. I'm like, all right, what am I going to say for a perfect? Nope, it's, it's over right here. So... 44-41 was the final of that trying game. Gotcha. So they they were trying to send it to overtime. So, but <laughs> yeah, that was that was that was funny because I got to listen to that one. That was a good one. Twice the first year, I saw the scorekeeper get teed up in basketball, and one time it was my brother. Um, my brother <laughs> who Steve, gave the tee. My brother Steve has been a long time bad official uh, in multiple high school sports. Football, basketball, and uh, baseball. Uh, he's done a ton of Catholic League. I'm sure at some point, Mr. McAndrews has been teed up by my brother Steve. On a number of occasions. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it was Fitzgerald at Northern, uh, and the uh, Fitzgerald bookkeeper was also the dad of the coach. So Grandpa's working the table, and he said a little bit too much. And my brother teed him up, and I'm like, I can believe it happened because it's my brother, but I can't believe I've just seen the scorekeeper get a technical foul. And then later that season. <laughs> <laughs> Cut South, scene one, one month later. At Southfield Christian. I'm sorry I asked this question. <laughs> That sounds you, like it's all Mooney. The Mooney bookkeeper gets a T. Which leads to the head coach getting two tees. And the picture that Folsom took of you poking your head down the hallway yeah. to see what was going on <laughs> is a classic. People, have a, people that know me have a really hard time believing this. Do you know that's the only time in 25 years I've ever been thrown out? Um, it's hard to get thrown out. Yeah. Sometimes it's hard to get it. Sometimes you want a tee and they won't give you one. Yeah. Um, and then I've like your, I, your second I wasn't one trying to get through. Yeah, yeah. Your second one. I, I didn't even understand. Uh, and the one that Shunk got. Yeah. Shunk uh, got tossed and he didn't stand up. He didn't even stand up. He never raised his voice. And, and the guy just like overreacted totally. And ugh. <laughs> it's like, sometimes I, 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 I saw a girl throw the ball at another girl this year. She got a tee, but she didn't get thrown out. <laughs> yeah, I haven't had a – I don't think I've had a player or coach get ejected. I've had fans. Girls basketball, Armada North Branch. Armada is <laughs> trying – Armada is trying to foul. Like, they're doing they, – they're trying to stop the clock. It's like a one-point game, and they're, and they're trying to stop the clock, and North Branch is trying to run it out, and Elena Tashevsky has the ball, and they won't call a foul. They're wrapping her up. They're grabbing her. And finally, the girl just said – just came up and two-handed, shoved her in the shoulders right on the, the floor, and Elena looked up at her and threw the basketball <laughs> right at her. Hit her right in the right in the gut from like ten feet. It was it was like the shrine play. She yeah. was that close, but she's sitting on the ground and she's threw the ball in total frustration. And I'm sitting there going, "Well, if they would have just called the 18 fouls before that, we wouldn't have this situation." It's like they wanted to get out of there, and so they weren't going to stop the clock. Is is basically what I accused them of. Yeah, because that's what it looked like to me. They they had. 
I'm not exaggerating. They had five or six chances legitimately to blow the whistle, put her at the free throw line, and this is how the end of basketball games go sometimes. Right. Yes. Let's let's get to work on it. And then uh, after all of that, they made their free throws, uh, and then Armada came down and almost tied the game. Like they they inexplicably made a couple of three-point shots and pulled the game to within one and had a chance for a third shot at the buzzer, and it, like, run around the top and came out. (laughs) So it was a a wild finish. But, like, again, you had a girl shove another girl to the court and another girl throw the basketball at her, and they each got, like, personal fouls. And no one was really at fault. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And nobody got thrown out. But then I saw a coach sitting in a chair – go, you know, ask a guy to clarify what he saw, and the guy threw him out of the game. Yeah, it's uh, (laughs) – well, I'll go go with the next question. You got one game to call. Any game you want, what's it going to be? Are we talking any level? Any level. We got a a Stanley Cup. I mean, we got a hockey guy in in Dennis. We got a former – College football game in Brady. You get the Dennis, national you championship, first. basketball or football, NBA game seven, Stanley Cup game seven, Super Bowl. What game is it? You get uh, yeah, where, you win a raffle. Yeah, you oh, win a I, raffle. Do I, get to, you, to, uh, do I get to pick a game that's already happened? No, no. Well, no. Yeah, no. It's it's something that yeah. In, like, in the future, in yeah, the I'm future. assuming like a a dream scenario. Yes. Oh, okay. Yep. Well, then, then obviously for me it would be to call like a Red Wing Stanley Cup victory, and it doesn't have to be Game Seven. I mean that that would be cool, and it certainly doesn't have to be overtime because overtime is terrible. Oh God. If if you have some overtime is great if you don't care who wins. That then it's so much fun. But when you have something vested in one of the teams and a game goes to overtime, it is horrible. As a broadcaster, it is horrible. You have, really? to, con- you have to convince yourself. that This is a true story. I did it with hockey for years. You have to convince yourself that you're going to lose. No matter what happens in overtime, something bad is going to happen, and you're going to lose, so that if you do, it doesn't crush your soul as much as it will if you – sit there going we're gonna win we're gonna win and then it doesn't happen it's just so demoralizing (laughs) because you have to sell it especially on the radio you have you know there are no painting a picture yeah there's there's no boring overtime it's got to be pins and needles and so even if it's not you've created this atmosphere where it's up and down the ice and every moment is tense and every time somebody touches the puck, ooh, this is a chance it could end here, you know. And and then when it ends the wrong way, it's terrible. I hate overtime. So no overtimes, but give me a Red Wing, give me a Red Wing 8 nothing win in game <laughs> 4 of the Stanley Cup for an easy sweep and I'm a happy camper. Right. So being <laughs> real quick, uh, have you watched the on rival 30 for 30 with the Wings and Avalanche? Uh, I have seen that, yeah. Uh, being yeah. A, uh, that, th- I'm not a huge hockey fan, but that's uh, it's pretty chilling to watch. It yeah. brings back a lot of memories, and so uh, Red Wings, any any win in a Stanley Cup for the any Red win Wings. In, a, in a in a Stanley Cup, and then I guess my second pick would be a World Series win for the Tigers. Um, baseball is not actually my favorite sport 
to call. In fact, I prefer softball mm-hmm. in the, when we do high school. Like if we've got two games, I'll always go, you want to do the baseball? I'll go do the softball every time. Just softball Is moves. because of the pace? Yeah, it yeah. Just, it's a quicker yeah. moving game. And nowadays the way it's played, the, girl, the girls just mash. Yeah. Like there's a, every game I go to, somebody hits a home run. Uh, and sometimes I see four or five. <laughs> like it's fun. All right, Rooster. <laughs> um, I, I mean, obviously, it'd probably be a football one. The, the absolute dream would be like a Lions Super Bowl because well, that it won't ever happen. Exactly. But if <laughs> it's it did, called a dream, you know, <laughs> basically, unless you burp into the mic, that'll be something that is plastered and whatever you say is going to be basically engraved into the streets of Detroit. If the Lions ever win a Super Bowl, that'll be something that generations here. But – or that – or I do like following one team. So, like, if I ever had, like, a Wayne State National Championship, because I like the intimacy where if I'm doing a college football national championship, you're you're just kind of doing that game. You're not – really with either team but there is something fun about following a team and then being there at the end going on the ride and having the crescendo kind of what dennis talked about with the hockey team like when i go do wayne state football games not only do i know some of them but you know alumni played yeah alumni and it just means more so that would be a really cool one for me because i like that now obviously it would be awesome to do like a college football playoff game and who cares if it's Oklahoma and and Alabama yeah that would be awesome but there is something when you're like when you have the stake and you're you're kind of close to the situation that gives a sense of I guess authenticity that's hard to get when you just have Gus Johnson doing a random Big Ten game where you get excited but you know it's not like that true it doesn't mean something to him not that he's not good, but it's just something a little different. Like you hear it with Dan Dickerson or Dan Miller when they get excited. Yeah, you absolutely. you know that that is genuine fan because you have. I mean, Dennis, you can tell me if I'm wrong. But when you're a team's broadcaster, you have to have some fan in you. Yeah, that, oh, absolutely. That's what you, you you have to be fair, and you've got to tell it like it is. But you also have to have some I, fan in you. I, I wouldn't have uh, as much fan in me as uh, some guys do, <laughs> but right. um, you do have to, you 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 do have to exaggerate your team's positive exploits. Just don't make stuff up, right? Because we've got some guys that <laughs> cover our pro teams. They just make stuff up. <laughs> yeah. So if Michigan was playing for the national championship, that certainly He'd wouldn't be. He'd be rooting as, for Ohio yeah, State. Yeah, that would not be as exciting. He'd be like, oh, I got to go Well, do a like, that's the funny thing when I – I mean, in high school, I hated Marine City. I hated St. Clair. Like, yeah. you know, you're in high school. Yeah, like, that, you kind of have to. Um, yeah, you, you don't – like some people are like, oh, you know, I wanted the, the way the entire to do well. hates Crosslack basketball, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah, like, <laughs> like I don't know. When I was a player, and even now, like I think when I when Ferris State went on their national championship run last year, I wanted them to lose every game. Like I don't think it's good. It doesn't help Wayne State that they win it. So yeah, I, I think I said it when we had Coach Grunman on. Like yeah, I'm a little vindictive. Like I want the other team to lose, but once I started doing it, like. Hell, I basically became the voice for Marine City and their run, and I loved it. I loved seeing them, and it hurt, and it hurt me a little when they lost to Grand Rapids. Yeah. And if you yeah. would have told me that 
eight years ago, I would have called you an idiot and asked you what, <laughs> what did I get? Did I take a brain injury? But you know, you grow up and things change. But See, yeah, there's, there's a method to my madness. <laughs> yeah, and right. I showed him the light yeah. and a new experience, and 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 he now knows that 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 football community. Right. Uh, is actually pretty awesome. Oh, I knew the community was awesome, and, but I, I hated it because I always lost to them. <laughs> and they would end my season. And But, yeah, like if, if Michigan ever called me and said, hey, do you want to be the voice, guess what? I'd have Maize and Blue on, and I guarantee you my dad would have Maize and Blue on. He told me that. He goes – He's like, if Michigan ever offered you a football scholarship, I'd dump all the Ohio State stuff, and I'd be wearing Maize and Blue all the time. Yeah. Just – Not me. Hmm. No, I would have rooted openly against you, <laughs> and then you would not be my partner on this. <laughs> if he's doing Michigan games, I don't think he need a. Uh, yeah, you right. Might I might be right. I might have, you, I'm, you might be searching for a yeah. new partner, <laughs> and we we probably wouldn't know him uh, anymore. We, right. We'd send him. Oh, I get big yeah. time. Yeah, he he. Mm-hmm. Yep. He will remember his humble beginnings because uh, his parents are are raised him right yes they would they wouldn't let me get big time when i was growing up so they'd always remember they'd always remind me that you know oh you know oh you you weren't perfect you you always can do something a little better so are you out you're out of questions like i got got one last one i want to hear a real quick debate here okay between the two of you i don't know if that exists but a quick debate does it yeah right (laughs) do we have another hour and a half right um best all-time call on get stuck on sports Brady or Dennis? What game? Dennis. What? I'm trying to think for Dennis. What was hit? Um, the uh, the one that popped in my head football season because that's the I one. I was going to say the Marysville. Most. I'm sure your that Marysville was, Marine that, well, City games probably. See, here's up there. the thing: when I go back and listen to old ones, because I I was so green at the beginning, I hate listening to some of my old ones. Like when I make demos, I just. I don't know if I'm overly critical, but I'm like, that sucked. And like, I'm going back and like, oh, I did this wrong. Oh, I need to do this. So it's hard to go back and do something like that for myself. Um, Dennis, I'm trying to think because we don't always get to hear each other's calls. Um, like there's some football ones. His one. Well, I guess it's not a specific call, but my, um, one of my favorite things he does is when he says, forget about it in football on a big run because you know football we go back we play the highlights so i actually get to hear all his calls and the guy's gone he says 30 20 forget about it touchdown big reds <laughs> and that's that's probably one of the things for him that i like the most and i always put it in the yeah like the pick segment or the highlights i make sure that comes yeah up. He, he's got that movie clip forget about yeah, it forget about <laughs> it <laughs> now i started doing that like about 15 years ago. I don't know why, but uh, I, I, I'm i trying to think who it was. There was somebody that kept, probably from Marine City, like a Scarcelli or, or something. One of the thousand running yeah, backs who, they've had. Who just, you know, they burst through the hole, and, it, like, er, every time I did one of their games, he'd score, like, two 75-yard touchdown runs, and he'd be at midfield before you – if you blinked, you missed him on the first 40 yards of his run, <laughs> and then it would just be – 40, 30, 20, 15, 10, 5, forget about it. Touchdown, Matheson or whoever it yeah. was. Um, and and it just kind of, for football, it stuck with me. I don't really have them for the other sports. 
No, because, I mean, basketball, it's hard to because it's such a quick game. Like, even when you hit it like a big three or something, by the time you get excited, the other team has the ball past half court or something. But yeah. football, you have that nice break. But, yeah, Dennis's forget about it. I always like – I always know when he gets excited. I think there was one he got really – Gavin Troy had one for against Roseville. It was like a 95-yard run. And, yeah, Dennis yeah. got into that one a lot. Yeah. Uh, the night Jameson scored – 59 I started mid- middle of the third quarter when he got to 40 I'm like okay where where is this going to stop or is it going to stop and I'm looking over at the bench going when, when is you know when's Brian going to take him out like how much further is he because I'm like going he can get the school record as I said he could get to 50 and then he got into the 50s and I'm thinking well, he can get to 60. I like, And then when it was all over and I look back at it, he probably could have scored 70 that night if he wanted to. Yeah. He actually passed up several easy baskets. Once he got into the 50s, he was, like, dishing it off to other guys so that they could get some baskets. Because um, if, he, if he wanted to be selfish about it, he easily could have gotten to 60. And I think he could have scored 70. And then I just look at that and go – I'll never see a kid score 59. As good as he is, yeah. if something's wrong, if anybody, you know, lets him score 59 again in the game. So that's something that's probably like a one-time thing. Never going to see that mm-hmm. again. And we, the fact that he shot one three the whole game, and that's not the way kids get big numbers in basketball anymore. Yeah, They get yeah. big numbers because they knock down 10, 12 threes. Yeah, most definitely it's changed the game. So, well, gentlemen, this is uh, for us. I, know I got one. Oh, you got one more, Lance. Go All right, let's it, go I, for I it. Hope it. I hope it's quick. After you being around high to? school <laughs> sports for two years, mm-hmm. watching various sports, the one rule at the MHSA level that needs to be changed. That's a good question. Oh, geez. Um, well, I like that they added the two basketball games. That helps. Well, Dennis is going to say the the aiding the runner rule. Yeah, but I'm assuming. Well, I mean, just anything that involves common sense should be ruled by common sense. So, if a coach grabs a player and helps them do something, okay, we need a rule to stop that. But ball goes over the fence. It's a dead ball situation. Kids running around the bases, and you're excited. And if you high five coming around third, so what? Mm-hmm. That's dumb. What a dumb rule. And again, it's based around some crotchety old guy who doesn't like kids walking on his grass. That, that's yeah. what I call oh, it. Yeah. I, I, call, yeah. I call it the old fart rule. Get off my grass, you kids. You can't have fun. Yeah. That's all that is. That's a you can't have. You're not allowed to have fun because somebody somewhere thinks it uh, is. You know, feel sorry for the shows kid up that, the game or yeah, something. Yeah. Feel sorry for the kid that gave up the home. Well, run. they'll say, "Act like you've been there before." It's like, but I haven't, and I probably right. won't be back there again. Yeah, I mean, like, just couldn't there be a? Couldn't don't you think they could just change a rule and say if it's a home run, you can make contact, or just say, yeah, if, if it's a live have, ball, like, then just we put don't it want to, you to make contact. You you know when something wrong has been done, and you need to enforce a rule. When nothing wrong has been done. Yeah. Just let them enjoy the moment. Just let them enjoy the moment. 
that, that, that's all I say. I guess mine wouldn't be an MHSAA thing, but I just need a super BWAC. We need to get Marysville Marine City and St. Clair out of the MAC and then find a 12th team and just have like an east and a west BWAC or a north-south uh, high uh, enrollment, low enrollment, something. But, yeah, that that would be my changes. And then make me Grand Poobah Commissioner of the <laughs> of the Super BWAC. For baseball, uh, I would go to 3-2 to count. Like they I do was in Catholic, Catholic League. League. I thought you may one of you may say that. What about So let me uh, tell you real quick on that. Do you know until this year, I'm on the executive committee for the Catholic League, and I did not know this. We get this got brought up for debate uh, in in our last session. You know the Detroit Catholic League is the last league in the country that's grandfathered in to play three two. In the country? Nobody else in the country. Everybody else is grand he, the only league grandfathered in to play three two. What what's the big deal? Like it's not like this game breaking rule. Like why is why is that the hill that everyone dies on? Like, because like I've always said, okay, Croslex wants to play a non conference game against St. Clair, but you're out of pitching. Three two, you don't need to use four Correct. pitchers. You well, can use two I mean. or three. Not just that it speeds the game up, and, and high school baseball is kind of a slow game. Um, but it, it's just in this day and age where we're, we're want to protect the kids like we're very concussion conscious now in in football and and in all these sports we go out of our way to protect the kids and that's a good thing so why don't we protect the kids arms right because i'll see trent rice throws a 67 pitch uh complete game yeah meanwhile in other sports 67 pitch or other teams it takes 67 pitches to get through four innings four innings right like yeah, yeah that mean, that would be one. Sa- save some arms by making them throw a lot less pitches. Yeah, I do think I'd put a shot clock in basketball, um, even if it's not like even if it's like a fifty second shot clock or something, just to prevent the stand there and hold the ball. At least so you have to run some semblance of an offense. Because I know like for the high level teams it's not an issue, but for the ones that struggle to get up and take some twenty seconds just to set up the offense. It still gives you some time. So here's what I want you two guys to do. I want you guys to schedule a game next year. And we, then uh, I want you to make a gentleman's agreement that whoever wins the tap will <laughs> hold the ball the entire first quarter. And then inbound the ball in the second quarter and hold the ball for make, the make a statement. <laughs> that that would be my game plan anyways, playing against this team. And I'm going to send Brady to the game, and I want that nobody – Shoots the basketball until it's your last possession. We might still find a way to turn it over. <laughs> we would definitely probably, yeah. And uh, just to send a message. Yeah, right. Just to send a message. to You got two extra or, games or, or, this year. Or you guys get double tacked and we'll decide the game on the free well, That's throws. in my wheelhouse. Double tack, <laughs> right double tack and then uh, there's a couple good pl- yeah. pizza places yeah, in Roswell or Lexington. So. Yeah, and then you my, can schedule Landmark for your next game. I know we got to get going, but my biggest thing is uh, with high school rules, I think it would be high school football overtime. Change it from the 10? You, you, you just play it. Play a quarter. And I understand it, you might have another overtime, whatever, but if I you just do hate that, the fact that you got these. What, what's a game now? It's not put three guys in the backfield and right. run it up it's, the middle. It's a lot less physically. It's not. I, I mean, yeah, there's still those type of teams, but, you know, like last year watching Jake Townsend being a Croslex guy, I mean, watching him wing it and throw it and 
be successful, you know, having 70, 80 yards to mm -hmm. work with. And, and I'm sure you've, you watch it as well. I just take, I think it takes away a little bit of the. Now, this drives Brady crazy and it's why I say it. Well, no. What's Let, wrong? What's wrong with the game ending in a this tie? This is what I was going to say. <laughs> if you want to do that, it's fine. But after the one over, let's say you play a 10 minute overtime or something, then if it's still tied at that, then it's fine with the tie. I don't mind regular season ties. Not at all. Especially, like, yeah, you want to play another full, well, maybe not, maybe, I don't know, eight minutes or something. There's never going to be a perfect football overtime. So, um, Field goal kicking contest. Yeah, but right. But with each kick, you move back ten yards further. And a so different, make, and a different, make, make it like a shootout. A different make, kid has to kick you it make each the time. First one from the 10, and then you got to go back and kick from the 20, and then from the 30. And then <laughs> if, if once you get like 60 yards out, if nobody can make it, Game ends at a tie. <laughs> yeah, it's a tie. Or you just keep. Or it hits midnight. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you get darkness. <laughs> Kicking back at your own goal line. I do. I understand that why they put it at the ten because they want to get the game over as quick as possible. But at least put it like in high school. A tw from the twenty-five is not an automatic. And what's that add? Fifteen. Five plays yeah. to the game. Move it back a little bit more, but eh, we I don't think we've seen an overtime game yet in football, have we? Yes. Did you? Yes. Which one did you see? Um, or maybe it was the year before. Uh, it was a Northern game, and overtime lasted two plays. Oh, that uh, was Nor before. Northern yeah. uh, scored a 10-yard run up the middle, and then uh, Lakeview's first play was picked off in the end zone. Yeah, yeah that was that was pretty good stuck on sports. <laughs> so, anyway... Thanks for hosting. Lance, Lance, you got any more questions? We good? Oh, I'm good. I, uh, I'm done, Coach. You got anything else? Nope. I appreciate you guys allowing us to do this. It was a lot of fun for us. Um, and I know I speak for Lance and a lot of other coaches and players in the area. Um, we appreciate what you guys have done in the spotlight uh, that you've shown on a lot of student athletes in the area and a platform that they did not have before this. So we wish, we wish Get Stuck on Sports continued success, um, and we look forward to seeing you uh, – for us to in a gym this uh, this winter. I'll have to get you back on for the picks in you the fall. It. You got it. All right. Send it home. We, we all set because I have to I have to flip switches here so I can't talk anymore. So this has been Get Stuck on Sports with Lance, Mike, Dennis, and Rooster. From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is stuck on sports.